Blog Talk Radio. Coming at you live. It is Buzzworthy Radio, where you can get the latest buzz on all your favorite shows and stars. Buzzworthy starts now. You like that? I love that. You like, did you like that? Yeah. Really, <laughs> nice intro, huh? It really does. It really sets the stage. You know how much that cost me? <laughs> I, I, I don't want to know. No? No, it it was, really? It, it's pretty it, high price tag? It wasn't that bad. I, I would really? say it was a good amount of dough for that, I think. You got you got your money's worth. I, yeah, I did. Jeff Straub did that. That was uh, that was pretty cool. So uh, that hey. was very cool. Yeah, very tight for this show. I, I don't know if I'm worthy. That's my problem. I think. Well, you know what? If you are worthy enough to be on ten items or less, then you are worthy enough to be on this show. <laughs> You're sweet. <laughs> Hey, and uh, while I'm having this conversation with the guests here that you are listening to, let me introduce myself. I'm Navelle J. Lee, hosting this program here that's called Buzzworthy Radio. I'm making this sound like this is my very, very first show, but it's not. Uh, <laughs> you know, we've been here for over a year now. But <laughs> this is our second show of the day. I'm back after a two-hour break. We are on earlier this afternoon at 4 p.m., and now we're back on again. It, it, it's... 8 o'clock here on the East Coast, and it's 5 o'clock over there where I guess Bob Clendenin is. Did I get it right? Did I get it right? Did I mess it up? Got it. I did. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for having me on your show, Neville. Thanks thanks for coming on. He plays Carl Balson on TBS's show, 10 Items or Less, which I didn't get into until this season. Right. <laughs> I, I love the show, and from what I understand of it, is it mostly improvised? It's it's all improvised. It's, it's all improvised. Well, well it, what they do is the um, the two creators, uh, John Lear and and, uh, and Nancy Howard, kind of outline a story idea, but they'll do it like in three pages, um, and they'll write no dialogue. And so all the dialogue that we do in the scenes is improvised, but they've still kind of got a over, you know, an idea of like what story they want to tell in the episode. But they don't tell it, you know. They don't share it with us. They'll just we'll just show up to set, and she'll say, "This is the information I need to get out in the scene. This is what you know already." And then they roll cameras, and hopefully we can be moderately funny. It gives you like free reign to do like a little bit oh, of whatever it's, it's you great. want, you know. And sometimes, you know, a lot of times the first one out, out of the gate is kind of a train wreck. I mean, there'll be some funny stuff there, but it'll take way too long to get to it. And then we'll do another take, and we'll start to pare it down, and and you know, fill in some of the gaps and, and tighten it up and, um, you know, maybe do six, seven takes before before the end of the scene. And uh, and so these editors, you know, the guy was telling me they've got 30 hours of footage for, you know, a 20-minute episode that they've got to then cut down. But, you know, it's, it's, it's great fun for the performers. You know, the actors love doing it, um, you know, except for just being scared out of your mind most of the time. But it, it's a great job. Absolutely. Well, at least look at it this way. You're not up live on a stage in front of an audience just basically falling on your butt. No, you know? no, you're just in front of a bunch of people holding cameras falling on your butt. Yeah. Yeah, that, so it's much better. I think and, that's you know, a little bit better. you don't have to memorize any of that messy dialogue. That just is so time-consuming. <laughs> <laughs> I try not to anymore. No, I try to. I try to go with the flow, and sometimes I fail. Yeah. But... Then I wind up picking back up where I left off, and then it winds up actually ending up pretty good. And that's what's built you into the into the pillar you are now. That's exactly right. I knew I that. I probably would not have said those words, but I'm glad someone else did. <laughs> so who was your first guest today? Uh, my first guest today, I was on for two hours. Eesh. Amazing, I'm not asleep yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know how into soap operas you are, so... I used when I was in college, I was hooked to Guiding Light. Um, but oh well, then uh, I'll tell you right now, it was a Guiding Light star. Really? Yes. I don't know how how long ago you stopped watching if you di- if you didn't if you don't watch anymore. It's it's been fifteen or twenty years. Was it a Spalding? Was it a? I'll have on a Spalding, I'll have on a Spalding next month, I believe. Really? But um, this one has um, been on the show for about ten years. Uh, Crystal Chappelle was our guest today. Okay. One of them. She plays Olivia Spencer on the show now. Right. And, and 
Mary Beth Evans from Days of Our Lives was our second guest today. So that's awesome. Now, are you are you into both those shows? What's that? Are you into both those shows? I am into both those shows. Yeah. I'm in, not into Days as much as I used to, but I right. like a lot of the actors from there. So, you know, that's gotcha. I'm still I'm still into the guiding light scene. So that's my thing. How can you not be Springfield? <laughs> this is true. Growing up when I was a five-year-old kid. And they don't age either. They've all got the Dick Clark thing. It's like I look at Phillips, the guy playing Phillips Spalding, and he looks exactly the same as he did 25 years ago. I don't know if yeah, he does. entombed or what. I don't know what is happening on that show. Don't you think that we should look like that when we get to that age? I would love to. I would just look like want to look like something. I don't know what I'm going to look like. It's you don't want to look like how you do now? Yeah. Although I was on a soap opera once. Um, oh, yeah? I did. I did one episode of Young and the Restless in my early days. Nice. As the pornographer. Which is all oh. I ever... Every time I'm ever going to be on a soap opera, there's going to be as, you know, some either sleazy pornographer or probably a bum. I'd rather be the pornographer, but maybe that's just me. Yeah. No, it was good. Yeah, if, you know, if you got to look like I do, then being the pornographer is probably your best bet. <laughs> I actually caught something on YouTube that I actually wanted to talk to you about. It was, um, it was the three parts of the on-car. Oh, Daryl from on-car, yeah. Daryl from on-car. <clears throat> oh, my God. I was watching this, and I said, please, for the love of hell, don't ever give me Daryl from on-car in my car. <laughs> <laughs> that was really fun. I thought it came out great. I thought it looked really good. You know, we shot it for like a zero budget. It was shot during the writer's strike as part of this whole strike TV yeah. thing that they've been doing. And um, and I thought the thing looked great. You know, people just volunteering their time. And uh, it was really fun to do. And, and I think I, it looked fabulous. In fact, they're airing it this weekend at the L.A. Comedy Shorts Festival. So I don't know. Uh, we'll see what kind of response it gets. Now, how how did you get approached for that? Um, the guy who directed it is the um, assistant director on a show I do a lot called The Closer, um, and so I knew him from that. And this was and he wanted to direct this little thing, and I knew one of the writers from way back when I um, had a day job teaching um, at an SAT prep company called the Princeton Review. Oh, okay. So everything kind of comes into it's like it's really weird in Los Angeles. You, you know, you they talk about how you know, how ridiculously huge it is and and the industry and stuff. But once you're kind of in it, you it, you realize it's a very small little group of people and everybody kind of knows each other from some angle or other. Um, and so like here, I had a connection with the writer and the direct and the director, and you know, that's how yeah. it worked out. Very very cool. I, I like like we said it. It came out. It was so funny. I mean, the situations that Daryl put you in. That's yeah. funny. <laughs> did you watch any of the other Strike TV things? There's like a thing that Mindy Kalin did. Um, I watched the one that Garrett Dillahunt was in. Oh yeah, that's actually a pretty good one too. I did watch that one. I thought that one was pretty tight. Yeah 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 yeah. They they were pretty consistently good, you know, and uh, and they're short, you know, they're like. Each thing's like anywhere between three and eight minutes or something. So, um, yeah, it's a, that's a it's a good site to poke around on. That's yeah, it's on YouTube. So if you like, check it out, all you people that are listening. Yeah, or you can it. go straight to um, Strike TV. Strike and all the stuff is there. You have an impressive resume, by the way, if I can say so. Thank I you, mean, Bill. A lot of you freaks. Well, <laughs> you, believe me, you, you, it's just, yeah, I was looking at it, and I said, he did all this stuff? I, I mean, I just know you from 10 items left, and I like this show, but I'm like, right. he did all of this? Yeah. And you were in my favorite State Farm commercials about the trees. <laughs> oh, thank you. Ficus? Yeah, yeah. Just saying the word ficus is funny, I think. It, it, it's just like, I was just listening, it's like, except for the, I'm like, Really? Yeah. <laughs> are there really insurance companies that are out there like that? <laughs> I'm sure there are. I've been with a couple of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a good commercial. Yeah, I've done. A, I've been. I've been lucky. Like you know, I'm pretty weird looking, and um, in a way that's been sort of a blessing because you can you can kind of carve out your niche playing. You know, I just play all these very odd character roles. 
Um, and I've been lucky to be on a, on a you know quite a few good shows, and they've sort of been some. Sorry, I've been turned turned into recurring roles, you know, like the one on Scrubs or Seventy Show or whatever. And um, you know, it's, it's just been a. Uh, I've been very fortunate in the industry to sort of pick find my niche, you know, playing these these guys and just kind of sticking with it. So it's been it's been a good run. How did you get into this whole acting commercial thing? I, um, I was actually uh, studying engineering in college and not doing a very good job at it. Um, and but I stayed with it and I started, I because I, I was going kind of stir crazy. I, I auditioned for a play. It was like my sophomore year, and I got into it. And um, and I just I, I just fell in love with it. not only doing the play but also just other. Um, being around actors compared to being with engineers, it was it was like night and day. Uh, you know, actors tend to be very extroverted and and um, alive and flamboyant, whatever. And engineers are, are really pretty, you know, wound pretty tightly and a little retentive for the most part, you know. And um, and so it was just kind of a breath of fresh air being around these all these um, people, these crazy people, and uh, and I just and I just love doing it. So. I did more and more of it, you know, as much as I could while I was staying in the engineering program. And um, and I got encouraged by some professors that were in the theater department and said, you know, you, you might want to try doing this or at least go to graduate school and mm-hmm. um, and get some training. So I, I did that after undergrad. I went to graduate school into an MFA program in acting and, uh, and then went from there, did a little re- regional theater and ended up in Los Angeles about 17 years ago. Oh, okay. And you just basically woke up and went, do I really want to be an engineer for the rest of my life kind of thing? Yeah, I was like, you know, I, I my my dad was shelling out a lot of money for this. For, for So I felt like I, I didn't want to, um, you know, have nothing to do if this dream didn't work out. So that's why I finished the, the engineering program. Like, I, I thought I can try this for a couple of years. If it turns into a big disaster, then I, I can go back and be like a normal person, get a real job, and... and and no harm, no foul. Um, so that was—it was just kind of like a, a, pipe, a pipe dream, and, and it and it worked out. But you know, this is sort of the case with a lot of people here. They know that, you know, it's gonna—it's kind of like deciding to be a um, a professional gambler. You know, when you come here, the odds are really are against you, and you can do everything right, and you still can just not get, not get anything, not get anywhere. Or somebody right. can walk in off the street and hit. You know, it's like. So it's very frustrating because there's no real um, rhyme or reason to a lot of it, and sometimes it feels very, very unfair. Um, but that's kind of that's that's sort of the the gig with this. You know, it's a very, very subjective industry, and and you can only do so much, and some of it's left up to fate. Um, so yeah, so I so I, I got lucky, and there, I know a bunch of people, like people I went to school with, who I think are like considerably more talented than I am who would be out here and just uh, uh, just be nothing just be crickets and um, you know and so it's, it's not not really fair but you you know everybody takes a crack at it and it's like you never know until you try it at least yeah you know? yeah exactly I think that I think one of the tricks is knowing when to pull the plug and when to when to um, you know keep persevering would you say doing improvision is difficult um, it, you know, it depends. I think it, it's definitely an acquired, uh, um, improvisation is like an acquired skill and you can get better and better at it the more you do. And, but I think also that some people are inherently good at it. Um, people have, I think the best people, um, best improvisers are really, really good listeners. Um, and the, the worst tend to be very bad listeners. You know, it's, it's all about them and they've got their, the joke that's in the back of their head and whatever it takes to get that joke out. Um, but I think, like as a viewer, when I've seen really good improv, it's when people, the two people, or whatever many are in the scene, are really connecting to each other, and and the the reactions are very, very organic. It's not so much joke, joke, joke. It's honest, you know, human reaction. Like that's why I think so much of Curb Your Enthusiasm is really funny. Um, there was a show that I loved called uh, um, Man Bites Dog that I think was um, pretty heavily improvised that I thought was hilarious. You know, and these guys were just really good at, um, you know, honestly reacting to moments and situations and and whatever they're given, and that's what I found to be the funniest, mm. you know, as a viewer. Um, so it's kind of tr- what, it's what I try to do when when we work. 
Now, you also have done, like I mentioned, you were in The Closer as well, and, you know, you did a lot. You basically done a lot of comedy shows, and this is probably, like, your only dramatic piece you've ever done in your life. <laughs> Which one, The Closer? Yeah. Yeah, but I, you know, it's even a pretty... I wouldn't say he's a comedic character, but like I'm definitely brought into um, to be a slightly lighter side. Like it's when so I, I play this character Terrence, who has uh, a real crush on Kira Sedgwick, and he's just a, a weird morgue attendant, you know. Um, and so I have this crush oh, okay. on Kira, and I think that you know I, I keep wanting to date her and stuff, and I'm always sort of looking at her just a little too hard. Um, and so I think that when they've brought Terrence in or written for Terrence, it's when they kind of want to lighten the mood just a little bit for a scene or two before they get back to, um, you know, because it just it tends to be a fairly serious show, pretty pretty hard-hitting, and then it's nice to lighten up moments every once in a while before you then go back so people aren't just, like, you know, beating yeah. against the ropes for 42 minutes. Yeah. Are you um, one of, and you're one of those actors, I mean, I, I see it a lot with some people, um, they don't want to be typecasted in right. such a in a, such a role. Like they don't want to be typecast as a comedic actor. They don't want to be typecast right, right. like this. Do you see yourself like favoring more of the comedy scene and the dramatic scene? Do you like both or? I, I like both. I mean, I think I've definitely my career's played more towards um, the the comedies, but like I've also done quite a few, you know, pretty serious shows. You know, I was on the on the practice for a couple episodes and Ally McBeal and a bunch of more serious. Um, sh- shows and I, and I really like I like doing it very much. I just think that um, the the way I look and sound, I think I tend to be put into comedies more more often. Um, you know, and I love that. You know, I, I, but but I but I'm not going to turn either one down. You know, mm-hmm. there there are only a couple things I'm going to turn down, and and they're for different reasons, not because of the comedy or drama. You know. Yeah. Exactly. And I hear comedy is difficult to play because it's like you have to know where you feel like the audience will laugh at you, and if they don't, then you pretty much fall flat on your. You ass. can, and you're, but there are also some things that are out of your control. You know, you don't know how they're going to edit a scene. You don't know, you know, you, you want sometimes you want to take a little a, a line is funnier if you take a little um, pause before it, but in the editing room they can take that pause out. You know, they can. Um, they can cut a line that you have been leading up to. And then, you know, so a lot of it, you know, you can't control, which sometimes is real frustrating for me. Like when I watch back something that I did, you know, six weeks ago, I'm like, oh, I can't wait for my wife to see this. And then it happens. I'm like, oh, wow, that was a disaster. And some of it may be my fault. Some of it may be, you know, out of my reach. Um, But I think... you know, I think that you just get sort of better at it as you as you go along, and you know, some things I find funny, other people not so much. I mean, yeah. Vice versa. You know, it's all a taste thing. This is true. Yeah. What do you what what kind of role would you picture yourself doing if any of those roles that you've ever done? What would you like to see? What would you like to do? Like if you were cast in a big motion picture movie, opposite. Bruce um, well, I feel of like of the stuff that I've done, the like, the, what I, I seem to get like the most enjoyment from is um, like uh, like a show like Scrubs, and I play this um, this character named Doctor Zelter, who's this really weird kind of twisted um, uh, oncologist in the hospital, and he and he's always coming up to Cox and just saying these just outrageous things, but done it, doing it with a completely straight face, um, and that's what I think. One of the things I think I do pretty well, and I also just love it. I love the the dialogue that they write because it's so outrageous. I did this one episode where, you know, a guy, a bunch of doctors are standing around looking at this X-ray of a guy who's got a light bulb um, where a light bulb should not be, if, you, if you're following. And so we're looking at this X-ray, and and we're all trying to figure out how we can get this light bulb out of this guy. And Zeltzer, my character, just <laughs> stares at it for a minute and finally goes. That's why my wife and I use candles. It's just like <laughs> such a bizarre, brilliant line, and all the doctors turn to them, looking at them like you are a freak. And I just I love stuff like that. <laughs> love, love, love it. And I, you know, like that show. I, unfortunately, the the 
one of the shows, one of my all-time favorite shows, um, which I never got a chance to be on, was Arrested Development. But you know, it has that same sense of humor. It's like w- real absurdity, but played very, very straight. Um, uh, and that's what makes me laugh as a viewer, and what I would I love to do as a performer. Do you critique yourself? Or like, do you watch yourself, and then you critique yourself, saying, "Oh, I should have done it this way"? Oh, or yeah, mercilessly, it's horrible. In fact, I won't let. When I'm on something and it airs on TV, I won't tell my wife. Um, I will either stay up late uh, uh, and watch it myself or I'll TiVo it and watch it, you know, so I can review it first before I let anybody else see it and go through my head and go like, oh, am I proud of this? Is this is this awful? Whatever. I'm very, very insecure, like, with that. Like, I, I don't often tell my friends and family when I'm on stuff. Just, No. Yeah, very insecure. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I'm noticing that a lot from a lot of these actors that they're really, really that you know they really critique themselves. I mean, I never really expected to hear a lot of that response, but they really do. And yeah. uh, then again, it, I guess it makes sense because you know you learn with everything that you do, and you look back and go, okay, I can do this or I shouldn't do right. this. You know, so it, it kind of like helps out in a way. Yeah, it does, and I think it, it also makes you better, you know, as a as performance. It's it's almost like um, how weird it is when people hear themselves, um, uh, just audio um, for the first time, and they're like, "I don't sound like that, do I?" It's like, yeah, you do, but you do, you you hear and and visually it's the same thing. Like I sometimes will think that um, a mannerism I have reads a certain way when I see it on film. I'm like, oh, that reads totally differently. Um, you know, so it's uh, so it's, I think it's it, it can be helpful, but I also know some really great actors who don't do that. Like they they don't want to see themselves, they don't want to hear about. It. They're very very content with what they do, sort of in the moment, and after that it's gone. And they're and seeing it, um, you know, can just muddy it or make it worse. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I'll, I'll find this on 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 set too, where like some people really really like to go to the monitors, like after while you're while you're shooting something go to the monitors after a take and see it played back. Like, mm-hmm. I, I enjoy going and seeing it played back because then I think I can see what worked and what didn't work and correct it. A lot of other actors don't want to see that. They don't want to because then it gets in their head and they become sort of disembodied from it and, you know, it, ju- it just causes problems. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, everybody's different. That's like me. I, crit- I critique myself every time the show goes off the air and I rewind and I go, did I really do that? <sighs> Killing myself. Yeah, I could have done this. I could have done that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could have said this. I could have said that, and right. I shouldn't have said this. And it's just, you know, it, yeah. it, it, you you learn from the mistakes, I guess. But you know, I think that's what's better as an actor is that they know what they can improve upon. So I, I admire sure. that whenever. But it's, whenever not, it's not even that. just acting. Like I have imaginary conversations in my car all day long of the of the way I wish I'd handle a, a situation. You know. Um, you know, Thank God, I'm not the only one that does that. <laughs> you know, I have an altercation with some guy in a parking lot. I'll be driving away, like, oh, I should have said this. That would have been good. That would have got him. You know? <laughs> like, it doesn't help anybody. I'm glad I'm not alone in that regard. And I mean, <laughs> I felt like I felt like I was a weirdo that I would do that. Like, oh, that you're the I, only one? No. I would do. I do show prep, and I'm like talking out loud in my room. My mom's like going, "What are you doing? What are you? Uh, yeah." <laughs> like, are you are you smoking something that's like watching right. Phoenix Which is could on? Be the answer, but <laughs> like the only one who'll know that is Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. Oh my god! <laughs> How'd you but like Ben yeah. Stiller's impersonation uh, during the show? His Joaquin Phoenix. Did you see it? I did not see it during the Oscars. I just saw the original. <laughs> yeah, the original is pretty amazing. I don't think I don't think anything can top the original interview that was re-aired last night on Letterman. I, I oh, did they show it again? They showed it again. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I I don't I I I can't I can't believe <laughs> that 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 happened. That was beyond belief for me. I, I it was pretty trippy, wasn't it? It emphasis on the word trippy. <laughs> I think I think we all got a little bit out there by just watching that interview alone. Right. But you know, hey, stuff happens. Yeah, yeah, believe me. It's like that Christian Bale thing. <clears throat> Another good one. <laughs> I uh, think man. I'm trying to get this. this nothing read. nothing is safe or sacred anymore. I mean you you figure that if you if when you have when you're at your weakest moment, 
you have a pretty good level of confidence that somebody somewhere is capturing it, either on tape or or video or whatever, and it's going to come back to haunt you. It's like right there for the whole world to see now. Yeah. Didn't used to be that way, you know. I mean, you you could be safe before you could have a meltdown, and who, who's going to know? It's just you and the people in the room. But now it's all over the internet, you know, in hours. That's the power of YouTube. It's like You're right. everywhere. So, Amazing. Yeah, it's crazy. But I know you got. I know you got to take your son to Boy Scouts. Right? Uh yes, Cub Scout pack meeting tonight. Ah, the wonderful joys of being a father. But it's being catered. Actually, you know what? This may not mean anything to you because you're on the East Coast, but it's being catered by um, In-N-Out Burger. You ever had an In-N-Out? I've heard of In-N-Out Burger. Uh, They're the best. But I guess they're only like in California, maybe Arizona. Yeah, it's like one of the best all-time burgers. I'll probably have an In-N-Out Burger in two weeks. I'll be in California in two weeks. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Yeah, Yeah. get yourself there. Yes. It is my my long, long long-awaited vacation. So... Well, listen, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Absolutely. Same here. We'll keep in touch. Thank you very much, Novelle. Thanks for having Thanks. me on your show. Anytime. All right, man. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That, ladies and gentlemen, was Mr. Bob Clendenin. He can be seen on 10 Items or Less, which airs on TBS and also on The Closer with Kira Sedgwick on TNT. We're going to be joined by in a few minutes by Christina Kleen. She's best known for her lead role as Linda in the remake of Halloween, which was from Rob Zombie. And she's going to be in The Accidental Husband playing Isabella Rosalini's daughter alongside also with Uma Thurman in Common Birth. So she's going to be calling us in a few minutes here. Uh, just a quick rundown of what happened earlier this afternoon. Uh, for those of you who did miss it and did want to check out the interview from 4 p.m. Eastern Time with Crystal Chappelle and Mary Beth Evans, you can log on to the website at blogtalkradio.com slash buzzworthyradio. It'll be available on our official website very, very shortly at www.buzzworthyradio.net. So keep checking the site. There will be a link over there to download the show or to just stream the show in your web browser. So keep it, keep it locked in here at Buzzworthy, and we'll definitely get it out to you. No doubt. And also, it was a two-hour block. Excuse me. Excuse me. It was a two-hour block show, so the first hour featured Crystal. The second hour featured Mary Beth. You have your pick of what you wanted to do. So definitely, definitely check it out. It was a great, great program today. There was a lot of information that you definitely need to hear. That's all I'm going to say. You definitely have to hear it. Have to hear the show. But also, I want to give you a rundown of what's to come next week. I only have information for ABC soaps at the moment. I don't have any news for CBS as of yet. Um, as soon as I get that, I'll probably say it on the air before we go off the air. But next week, be prepared, you one life to live, people. Because if you really want to see something that is psycho-esque, however you say that word, psycho-esque, make sure you check out One Life to Live next week. Our lovely, beautiful Blair Kramer gets stabbed numerous times in the shower by the One Life to Live serial killer. First of all, I didn't even know they had a serial killer until I read that, until I read the previews for next week. I seriously had no idea there was a serial killer. None whatsoever. As soon as I read it, I couldn't believe it. So this is actually news to me. So make sure you guys check that out. Um, it's funny because we actually had a caller and a listener who actually suggested that Blair was going to get killed off. I, and, and she's not. Don't get me wrong. She's not. But he mentioned like something with probably going to happen to Blair before I even knew anything about it. And when I heard this storyline come out, I figured he must have ESP or something because that absolutely was scary that he thought that same thing. So it's going to be interesting to see that. And who else is not loving Crystal Hot now in the role of Stacey on Cliff? Definitely found her niche. She's going to definitely be uh, what's the, what's the best way to put it? 
she'll probably have her claws out. Let's just say that. So it's definitely going to be interesting seeing her in that role. Also, check out All My Children next week. I know a lot of you dental fans out there are pretty much going to be happy that Zach and Kendall have sex next week, despite the fact Adam is trying to blackmail them because of the fact Kendall was the actual one who ran Greenlee off the road. But despite all of that and everything that's happened between the two of them, they actually have sex. Although, Reese blabs to Ryan and tells Ryan that Kendall was the one who was driving the car and not Zach, but it turns out that Ryan and Kendall are now going to get closer. What does that mean? Hmm? Ryan and Kendall back together again. I actually was a fan of that pairing, so actually it would not bother me. Like, what's up with this about Babe, about Babe's mother and daddy tying the knot, David and Crystal getting married, even though she knows about David being the father of a man to baby? And I love the fact that they're deciding to have Jr. 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 <laughs> drink Jr.'s liquor. So that's actually going to be quite interesting to see. Make sure you guys check those two shows out next week. We have on our second guest of the evening right now. She was in the movie Halloween, the remake of Halloween, playing the role of Linda, and she's going to be in the upcoming film, The Accidental Husband, starring Uma Thurman, Colin Firth, and Isabella Rossellini. Christina Cleave, hopefully I said that last name right too, is with us on the line right now. Hello. Hello. How are you? Uh, hey. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm I'm great. How are you guys doing? We're doing very well over here on the East Coast. I uh, know. Are you are you on the East Coast now? Because I see you. No, here. no, I'm in LA, but I love the East Coast because you know I'm a New Yorker, so got to uh, stick to your so, roots. Ah, so you're one of those that loves the cold and the snow and all that good stuff. Yeah, but I heard it's like 50 degrees in uh, in the, on the East Coast right now in like Philadelphia or something. Or it was 55, like, warm. It was like 63 earlier today, and I was like, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I was I was I was extremely thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> so, Even though tomorrow's um, supposed to be worse, but it yeah. was nice one well, It still is the winter, so. This is true. But yeah, I don't mind the cold actually. I love seasons, so anything that changes it up a little bit is good for me. <laughs> Absolutely. So as I was mentioning before I had brought you on the line, you did the Rob Zombie remake of Halloween playing the role of Linda. What was what was that like? And you know, this intrigues me because I'm a horror flick fan. Okay. And I love I love I love horror movies, but I'm one of those that's impartial to remakes. Uh-huh. But I actually like this. I actually like okay. that movie. And, uh, well, what did you think about the Friday the 13th? Did you like it better or worse than the Friday the 13th remake? You know what? I didn't watch this one yet. Yeah. I have seen it yet. I I'm, think I'm people bit... are telling me that they like Friday the 13th better, but I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to stick to trying to convince them that Rob's movie is better. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm but, a little uh, bit, I'm a little bit hesitant yet with this one because you know this was like my, you know this one was like one of my favorites too. But, you know, I was like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I like the other one, but I don't know if I like this one. Like, I, you know, I mean, it, mm. but uh, yeah. yeah so what it's was okay. it like? You doing? know, there, there's some. Oh, then what was it like working with Rob? Or? Yeah. Uh, it was great. It was it was wonderful. Um, I was. A little nervous at first, you know, because I, I saw, you know, this crazy rocker, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this guy, you know, how do you even talk to him? It's Rob Zombie. But um, I didn't actually know who it was at first. I didn't. I just heard it was an untitled zombie project, right? So I didn't know, like, I didn't put together the name Rob Zombie and, you know, White Zombie. So, But he was, he was great. I mean, he's, he was very different than you would imagine. He was very nice and wonderful and um, he has very, very uh, kind spirit, I think, even though he does all these crazy movies. So. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And you're actually yeah. going to be in a new movie that's going to be coming out called The Accidental Husband. Yes, if it ever comes out. Ever <laughs> like comes out. Is, 
It's been like postponed a few months, or like it was postponed a year actually, and then it was postponed a month or two months. Well, it is but done. It's great. <laughs> what? It is done. Then you're done filming. Oh yeah, yeah, it's done. It's been done for like a year. Um, I, I ran into Uma Thurman down the Bahamas, and uh, she was. I was like, "When is the movie finally coming out?" And she's like, "Don't even get me started." Because she's one of the producers on it as well. So. Oh really. Um, yeah, so it was, but it, I'm sure it's going to come out. I think they're just, like, waiting for a very strategic time with the comedy, you know, to figure out, like, what other movies are coming out and stuff like that, so. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, but it's supposed to come cool. out March 27th. I'm just, you know, yeah. I, you know, you never know. <laughs> so. This is true, too. But even even though while we're awaiting for this movie to come out still, is there, like, can you describe your uh, character in the movie a little bit? Um, well, I play this girl who, um, my parents in it are Isabella Rossellini and Udo, um, not Udo Kier, what am I saying? Um, oh, gosh, I'm going to forget his name. He was in 2001 Space Odyssey. Uh, gosh. Oh, my goodness. Um, um, what's his name? Um, I can't believe I'm blanking right now. This is so embarrassing. I always get him and Udo's name confused. Um, Anyway, well, he's, he's a great actor. He was the main guy in 2001 Space Odyssey. And uh, he, so they play my parents, and they play they're these Germans. And I play the daughter who is American, but, you know, like, or lives in America, but has German parents. And um, so, and I'm getting married. And I'm kind of like this pivotal part. Like, oh, it's hard to not give away the story <laughs> without yeah. saying. Um, it's kind of like a comedy of errors. And so, you know, misunderstandings happen, and because certain people meet the wrong people at the wrong time, things happen. Oh, okay. And one of my characters is involved in, in a, you know, in that situation. I mean, that my character is involved in one of those situations. So, okay. yeah. That's that very interesting. Hopefully <laughs> I get to check that out. <laughs> yeah, I hope to check it out soon too. I can't wait. It's been so long. <laughs> um, how did you? But, uh, how, did, how did you ever get into acting? What was it? Um, was it something you always wanted to do, or is it something that came to you after what you initially wanted to do? It suddenly hit you and go, "I want to be an actress." No, it was weird. It was more like the other way around. I always loved acting, and I always did act. I was in, like, every single play since the time I was, like, five. You know, if there was a play, it was like, you know, the, the they would be, I went to Catholic school, and they'd be like, okay, we're doing a Christmas show. Like, who wants to play the three kings? And I'd be like, I do. You know, I want to play a, a king. <laughs> you know, like it was like the first thing. You know, I would raise my hand, and every all the other girl. I was in all girls school. All the other girls would be like, "No, I want to play Mary." You know, I was like, "No, I want to uh, play King," because <laughs> it has a little line. All the girl parts, and you're the only one I wanted to. You know, I always played boys. Um, when I was like, I think twelve or thirteen, we did Into the Woods, and again, it was an all girls school, and uh-huh. um, I played Jack. And they actually, the funny thing in this is that they actually brought in guys from, you know, the brother schools to play, you know, like the princes and um, I forget who else, but I still played the guy, which is, yeah. you know, uh, strange. But um, so, yeah, so I, I, was, it was, I was always acting and it never occurred to me that it was actually something you could do professionally. It just, I, it just was something I enjoyed and always wanted to do. And then after... After college, when I, you know, had done lots of internships and other, you know, things like journalism or um, radio, actually, also, um, right. I realized that the only thing that I really wanted to do that, that made me happy was to be acting. And so I, I went to theater school, and, and then I just, you know, went full force <laughs> professionally. Exactly. Yeah. That's the way to do it, like. I mentioned before, you, yeah, know, just, you never know what happens time, you know? to do it. It does take a long time. It does. I mean, and, well, you know, look, some people are really lucky and doesn't, but I think for most people that are that are really, you know, that I look up to anyway, it was um, a very, a kind of a gradual progression. And, you know. Who were your inspirations in, in the acting field? 
that you look up to? Well, one of one of my earliest ones was Jodie Foster. I was like, I just, I loved her. I loved that she was really smart and that she played, you know, really diverse roles. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I I thought she was. I, I always looked up to her. Um, I think I had like a bit of a Sharon Stone phase, but I don't. I didn't like love her. Like I just, it was when when was that? What was that movie um, with Michael Douglas? You know, the really racy one. Face Against Saint, right. So I wasn't allowed to watch that, and I was like, oh. And she's also, you know, she's a very smart woman. I kind of looked up to really um, strong, smart actresses, also like Meryl Streep. Um, and I'm trying to think who else for my Yeah, those are very good, very good choices, too, especially with <laughs> Karen Stone. I mean, in all seriousness, it is, because, you know, like you said, they're very – very smart actresses. They know what they want. Mm-hmm. They know how to do it. So mm-hmm. It's definitely, it's definitely good. It's definitely good to look up those, at those kind of people. So I admire, I admire that very, very much. Yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> now, what else? What uh, else have you got uh, coming up um, besides this anticipated movie we want to see? <laughs> <laughs> well, I have. Um, I mean, this year's gonna be crazy because it's you know there's um well the movie that was at Sundance. Peter and Vandy. Um, I think that should come out probably in the late summer, you know, early fall. I know it sounds like a long time away, but um, I think, yeah, probably like August or September that's going to come out. And um, and then I have this movie, Zone of the Dead, which if you're a horror fan, you might know. Do, do you know anything about this? Not as it? much. I know, I know a little bit of it, but not as much as I'd like to. Okay. Um, I don't. I, I, I'm probably the only person that didn't go to the premiere in Serbia. Um, but uh, supposedly it's actually it's really good, and it's gonna it's being released. It's in Serbian theaters right now. It's going to Spanish and Italian theaters um, on at least like a hundred screens, and then it's gonna come here. And we we just got a distributor, so um, it's cool. I mean, like it's it's a zombie movie, but it's more of like an action. Flick, you know what I mean? It's just you know okay. nonstop action, and um and I play an Interpol agent who survives. Sorry, I just told you before I gave it away, but it doesn't matter. I mean, look, one person has to survive, right? Oh, did I just say that? Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, there, there are other people that survive. There but you go. Um, but you're yeah, the more so. you're the more important one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am the only woman, really. I mean, there are other women, but they have really small parts. So, um, you know. There has to be somebody that to to carry the female image throughout the movie. So there you um, go. But yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I had a great great time. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Um, what I wanted to ask you is, with the films that you have done and that are out there right now, do you, can you see yourself? Um, what would you like to see yourself doing? Like, I pose this to my last guest: Is would you like to see yourself doing it? more comedy roles, or do you like this genre that you're in right now, basically? Well, I love comedy. I know it's, it's, it's weird. Um, it's weird because um, I don't know why that's weird, actually. <laughs> but I love comedy, and I love dark comedy, and I, I'm a pretty sarcastic person if people get to know me. So, you know, I love that kind of humor. Um, and I probably have been in more comedies than in horror, but I've had such, you know, really small parts, you know? So, right. um, but I think, yeah, I mean, I would love to, I'm, I'm working on my own web series right now and it's a comedy. It's a, it's like a heightened kind of curb your enthusiasm meets um, flight of the Concords, you know, so it's total comedy. And um, yeah, I just, I mean, for me, I love doing diverse things. I mean, I love characters and, so, and I love testing different ways to act. And in, in each kind of genre, there's definitely a different way of doing things. I think, you know, this movie in Serbia, I didn't even realize how much of an action and a physical movie it was going to be. Um, it was much more physical than anything I'd done before. So you learn from that. And then with a comedy, it really tests your brain, I think, because right. you really have to be so on with your timing. And with, you know, it, it's just a, it's a completely different way of working. And I... I so I like to test myself and to see if I can just do everything, which I'm, I, I can't, you know, but I hope that someday 
I'll get close to when I'm 100. There you go. There you go. We'll see what happens and take it from there. Exactly. Yeah. Let's hope that I make it to 100. <laughs> or actually, I don't even know. I don't know if that would be a good... We, we would have to be very advanced in our healthcare system for me to want to become 100 years old. Well, you know, I don't know what I can say about it in this economy <laughs> anymore with what's going oh. on. So I can't, I can't say that I'll live to be 100 either. <laughs> yeah. I'll be lucky enough to live past 50. (laughs) No, no. What are you talking about? Come on. (laughs) Don't say that. (laughs) Um, It's funny. Do you know this? Is that my phone making noise? Is your your phone like saying? Oh, no. I just hear like static. Do you hear that? No. Oh, I thought you had the woman in your ear like I do. Like I have the British woman in my ear going like how much time I have left in. <laughs> no, it's just an no. annoying factor of this program. It's like, you know, you want it to, you want it to say, you want to say shut up to her, but you realize it's a, an automatic voice, so they're not going to yeah. hear you. <laughs> so right. this is pretty much what I have on my end, and, it, and it's pretty much distracting me from like listening to what you're saying and everybody else is saying. So it's like, uh huh. Okay. Yeah, that's and and and. Meanwhile, I'm, I have the static, so the two of us together is is uh, really terrible? an un- unhealthy match. I don't know. <laughs> together, the two of us will only live to 40, actually. Um, <laughs> whatever. Oh, I don't want. So, I don't want to think that either. <laughs> no, no. I don't even want to think about 30 yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. I, I guess I don't know how old you are, but I just probably minimized both of our ages to, like, uh, teenagers. So, yeah. Um, we'll you go know, with that. If we're each we'll 15, go, we'll go we're 30. <laughs> yeah, and then we have 10 more years, five each, respectively. So, um, but Anyway, actually, have you seen this movie, The Repo, The Genetic Opera? Have you seen that? Rico the Genetic Opera. Rico, Rico the Genetic Opera. It's like an un, it's, it's it's an independent horror flick. It's a musical, or like <laughs> I guess an opera. Hmm? Really? Yeah, wow. you still rented it. It's a blockbuster. Um, I'm totally doing publicity for them, and I have nothing to do with the movie, but um, but it's good. Like Bill Mosley's in it, and um, Paris Hilton, which I don't know, you know, that's. That's the debatable thing, um, but um, there's some great actors. Ruined it actors. by just saying Paris Hilton. <laughs> <laughs> you did. Um, I'm like, I don't think I want to rent it now. <laughs> no, but she has a small part in it. Don't worry, it doesn't. It doesn't ruin the movie. Don't worry. Okay. Um, she uh, no. She, so it's it's like this. And it, talking about healthcare, it's all about you know the future and how they, you know, everybody is you know, genetically, like, they've they altered, and there's all these, like, weird, fine, you know, health advances, but they're not really, you, you have to, like, pretty much sell your soul to get these new organs, I don't know, I'm, I'm not describing it very well, but it's, it's interesting, it's an interesting movie, um, so. That's funny, anyway. selling souls, yeah. hmm. Kind of like a Buffy well, Vampire Slayers, the musical meets movie kind of thing. Kind of, kind of. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Wait, which one? Oh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Buffy, what? Buffy the Vampire Slayer, they had an episode of Buffy the Musical. Oh, really? Yeah, you never seen it? <laughs> no. Wow. Was oh, it good? God. Oh, I, I actually liked it. I, didn't, I actually did not think that they could sing, but it surprised me. Wow! Yeah, wild well, this is surprising too. Everyone in in here, even Bill Mosley sings, which is, you know, I I love him. I think he's such a great actor. So I pretty much just like watching him. But um, but yeah, everyone. It's just I think a lot of actors. You know, we we probably have learned to sing at some time or another. You know, in oh. our careers, oh. so it's not too much of a stretch. Yeah, I had to. I had to actually do it too. So you, you're right. You actually brought up a good point. I actually had to sing at one point or another. So yeah. Yeah. I'm not the best at it, but I I get by. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm actually singing my first show um, 
with a friend of mine. I'm doing a, kind of like a duet slash like harmony for him um, here in LA on I think it's like March 24th or something at the Dakota. Um, so we'll see because it could be a huge disaster. But he's nice enough to give me a chance to try. <laughs> well, here here's so. the thing, you know, you you know, if you can't sing, this is and this is just me saying, if you can't sing, just have fun with it, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Go with the flow, and it, the rest will run its course from that point. So, you know, just, you know, just don't go in there with, like, my God, I can't sing. I'm going to mess up and everything. Like, Just just go in there and just be, go be for it. yourself. Go for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, you can entertain the audience, and you basically have sold it. That's mm-hmm. how I look at it. So. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And, um, and if I suck, I just won't be invited back. So I'll know. <laughs> I'll you know? say that. <laughs> no, no. It'll be good. I'm excited because this friend of mine, he's he's a solo artist and um, I think he needs for his shows, he needs a little bit something else. But as, a, as you know, when he records his songs, he obviously can change a lot of stuff in the recordings and add, you know, different layers on his own. He doesn't really need another singer. But I think for live performances, it's an, it's it's cool to add something else. Yeah, so. exactly. Now, I saw, yeah. I saw you work with a few people besides Uma Thurman and Isabella Rossellini, and um, you worked with Spike Lee as well. And, uh, wow, that and, last yeah. time for me, too. And then is there anybody in the business that you would love to work with that you could see yourself working with? I'm, I would love to work with Ang Lee. Um, I've I've been a huge fan of his for a long time. Um, I would love to work with Danny Boyle. <laughs> of course, now he's an Oscar winner, so you know that'll be even harder. But um, I, I like lo- I love all his movies. Um, I would love to work with Edward Norton and Philip oh, okay. um, Seymour Hoffman <laughs> and um, Zoe Deschanel. Oh, I don't know, was, like the was, people that I like love, like I mean, I don't, yeah. oh, oh, hello. Yeah, I'm still here. Oh gosh, now I heard the British woman. She she <laughs> she yelled in my ear. She was See? like, "You are now in the HQ line. You are now in the queue. The queue is coming. Cue you." And I'm like, "Cue you too, lady. Get out of here." I love it. See, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad it now happened to you. So now you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> At That's least crazy. mine is different. Mine is just telling me that your show, your show is scheduled to start in this, and then it's like 90 seconds, and I'm like, oh, all right then, I can like read that. my switchboard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really annoying and very distracting. <laughs> see, see, but um. So anyway, and then just lost your train of thought of the. the I know, and I was on something. I was on a roll. What was I, I was talking about? People I and I like. I would just like you to work about with. Zoe Deschanel, and then you went into something, and then all of a sudden you started <laughs> talking Deschanel, and it interrupted you. I'm trying to think. I mean, I, I, I obviously would love to work with um, all the actresses I mentioned before, like Meryl Streep, and but I mean, all, you know, who, you know. It's a it's a it's a dream, you know. I hope that you know there's so many great actors, and then I think the the hope is just to work with people that you can feed off well, uh, you know, oh, yeah. feed off of well, and that are awesome and that inspire you. So, have you ever yeah. have you ever had a script? You read a script, and you look at it, and you basically sit there. Before you say anything, you probably would start laughing. Is there any times where you would do that and then go, what the hell am I really supposed to do this? <laughs> you mean with a script that like has something so absurd in it? Yeah. Um, well, I, I, the most, the, the strangest things that I, I well, okay, yes, yeah, there's, well, something that happened in the movie in Serbia, I had to fight a naked zombie. That was a little disturbing and and a little weird, but I made it through. And I actually, that was the day that I came to the set, I was the most scared out of like, I mean, I was just, I had no idea what, what I was going to do, how I was going to not like hurt her, you know? Right. I don't know. I mean, it just seemed like a little crazy. Um, 
so that's one thing. And uh, but mostly, I, I, I'm I'm amazed sometimes in auditions what what they give you to do, and I'm like, how do they expect you to die in front of them in like a tiny little cubicle without anyone else there, and you're holding the paper in your hand, you know? Whatever. I mean, it's just crazy stuff that you have to do for auditions, and um, usually it's, I think, pretty hard to do. I think it's harder to do that than to actually be on the set and be doing it. Right, exactly. Um, I'm trying to think. Anything that we, in a script that I've read? I, not re- I can't think of anything. Not really. It's probably just... No. Just probably those probably those two things other than that. <laughs> mhm. I am um, in my in the web series that I'm 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 co-creating and that I'm playing the lead in. I mean, we have some ridiculously funny things going on in that. So, um, in in our first episode that we shot, I play I play a homeless. I, I mean, it's in in the beginning you think I'm homeless, but then you find out that I'm just a method actor and that I'm trying to be, you know, that I'm trying to see what it's like to be homeless. So I actually, you know, got down and dirty and just like laid on the Venice boardwalk for a bit. And who knows wow. what anybody's done on the Venice boardwalk. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, uh, a little dirty, I would think. But, um, I mean, there's not, I don't know, as an actor, you kind of, kind of oh. You take, whatever it's, you, yeah. you take whatever it's thrown at you in stride, basically. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you a good story. Or Do you have time? Yeah, I do. Okay. Um, there, I did this short film um, with the lead singer of Fall Out Boy, um, Patrick Stum. And okay. it was just him and I, and... We uh, it, it'll come out. Don't worry. Like this is it's just like a little pet project of this guy. Um, and <laughs> Patrick got into a bathtub with a full suit on, with dirt. Like we just put dirt because we all made it the movie together. Like we created it together. And so we were like, you know, this guy is going to be sitting in this bathtub, and you're going to be cleaning him with a mop, but you're going to be cleaning all the dirt off him. And so we have to make the bathtub really dirty and we're going to put like like just nasty dirt in there and so we put dirt and then we put water and he got in there with his whole suit on and he probably sat there you know in and out intermittently for an hour or something or an hour and a half just soaking and then I had to clean him with a mop I mean it was it was so absurd (laughs) I was like I can't believe he's doing this but yeah I mean when, when you're you know it was hilarious and it's 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 going to be a great little short. So you know you do what you have to do to to make it what it has to be. I think that's kind of disgusting, isn't it? Yeah, I know it's really <laughs> disgusting. My mom, she saw it and she's like, oh, she's like just looking at that makes me sick. She's like, what is that? What is he sitting in? And I was like, it's dirt. <laughs> this as long as it was dirt and not anything else. I mean, so, yeah, huh? you know, I mean. No, it's still disgusting. <laughs> I mean, yeah. why? Why would? Why would anyone? Well, there, there are questions of the the whole film is a little absurd, so there's no real answer as to why anything is happening. Yeah. <laughs> but. but I hope I I don't have to go through that. But if I do, I guess I'll take it all in stride. Ugh. Still. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. That's kind of awful. <laughs> and, you know, he he did it very happily. I don't know. Why. He was it was remarkable, actually. He was, was I'm funny. glad he. I'm hey. I'm glad that he. I'm glad that he enjoyed it. I mean, mm-hmm. really, not a lot of people can say that. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm one of them. But mm-hmm. <laughs> but man, I. I there's absolutely no way that you would be able to get me to sit in dirt and be clean off with the mop. There's absolutely no way. Uh-huh. In a suit, nonetheless. So you have, like, wet clothes on you, you know? Like that feeling, that nasty feeling of wet clothes. <laughs> well, so, yeah. on that note, on, <laughs> on that note, this British woman is telling me that I have 30 seconds left. 
So I okay. think before we head off the air, it was it was fun though. I'm I'm glad yeah. that you came. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And we're, we hope you come back anytime. Door is open. Yeah, well, when the movies all come out and we have a, an onslaught, um, I'd love to talk some more. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Have a great there. evening. You too. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, guys, that's our show for this evening. Make sure you check back on the site at buzzworthyradio.net for upcoming shows and also listen to some past shows and interviews and also video recaps of lots of things that have been taking place. So keep up to date with BWR and always get the latest buzz. This is Buzzworthy Radio. We'll see you guys next time. You take care. Can't get enough of Buzzworthy Radio. Log on now to www.buzzworthyradio.net to get the latest news on upcoming guests, past shows, and videos of all your favorite stars. Keep getting the latest buzz with Buzzworthy.